Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We haven't even used the T word yet today, I don't think. I do want to mention his... I should have the actual verbiage in front of me. Maybe you do. I love the uh, the truth statement he put out yesterday. One more indictment and I'll be elected president. <laughs> that was some pretty good sarcasm. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think he's taking this seriously. A planet of playthings. We dance on the strings of powers we cannot perceive. That's a line from a great song written by Neil Peart of Rush. It's about free will or the lack thereof. What a terrifying world that would be if we were, uh, you know, manipulated and pushed around by evil spirits and that sort of thing. We're not, especially in this country. It's a wonderful thing. We design policies that govern what our civilization looks like. And some are very good and lead to decades of safety and prosperity and happiness, the pursuit of happiness. Some of them are terrible and stupid and doomed to failure, and they fail, and they lead to danger and poverty and misery which brings us to beautiful portland oregon as we've made clear many times one of our favorite cities on earth both of us spent a great deal of time in that formerly wonderful place full of arts and food and scenery and and and, uh, kind of endearing wackiness but now it's it's a drug-addled hellscape somebody texted instead of calling it portland call it snortland that's pretty good, but probably not good enough. And I don't know if they're snorting all these drugs. 
No, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, good try, though. Thank you. Uh, let's start with the troubling, the sad and sickening, if you've seen the pictures, uh, story of Mary Constantino, who's a radiologist in Portland. She was walking down the street with a friend the other night. Uh, go ahead, Michael, 16. My friend and I were just coming out of, uh, we just went for a drink at a place that I've been to many times, uh, really close to my gym in a nice neighborhood. And we were walking back to my car and I got hit and fell to the ground, was knocked unconscious. It happened really fast, kind of out of nowhere. He just threw a aluminum water bottle and it hit my face. It was, it was hurled pretty hard. I was on the ground. All I knew that is, all I knew I was bleeding. I didn't really feel any pain at the time. I thought we were still being sort of attacked in some way. And so I managed to call 911. I was very calm, but I was also very sure I was going to die. No policemen came. I do not hold the police accountable for this at all. I hold our city accountable for defunding the police. We don't have enough police force to protect our citizens. And we did this to ourselves. Yeah, if you didn't catch that, she said no police came. It took a very long time for the police to show up. She'd been smashed in the face, knocked unconscious briefly, bleeding all over the place, terrible-looking injuries, and it was only her male companion who menaced the attacker enough that the guy finally turned and ran away. Or who knows what he would have done when she's on the ground unconscious, right? Yeah. Right. Um, Right. Well, and it's not enough respect is given to... The cultural angle of this, I mean, it is a problem that there aren't enough cops or cops can't do their job or all those different sorts of things. But just the cultural attitude that has seeped into the world of bad guys that they feel like they can get away with it. That's that's Mm -hmm. that's the troubling part because they can. I noticed that. I noticed that happening um, pre-COVID that the the average crazy street person was just way more aggressive than they used to be and it just it just had become you could just tell by looking around i can get away with threatening you nobody's gonna do anything didn't used to be able to get away with that but i can now it's worth noting that this article which comes from fox news that's part of this report um casts the story as about uh, police response times and shortage of police. And it says it highlights ongoing problems with homelessness, mental illness, and police shortages. Doesn't mention drugs. Mm. Are you kidding me? What is the matter with us as a people, or certainly our journalists? How, how do you leave that out? At any rate, let's go ahead and touch briefly on the police response time. The average call for a high priority, I'm sorry, the average wait for a high priority call was 23.7 minutes in July. That's a high priority call. That's the longest wait in more than a decade. At the time this woman's call came in, says a police spokesperson, our officers were actively on 26 calls throughout the city. There were zero free officer officers and another 52 calls holding. God dang it. We all live in a world, most of us live in a world where we luck, hopefully go through our lives without ever dialing 911, and it's you know a real emergency if you ever have to. But we think that if we ever have to, we're going to get a quick response, and yeah. that's the reality. I get attacked, and I dial 911 20-some minutes later, somebody can get there? Oof. You better be able to protect yourself during that 20 minutes somehow. Right. Amen to that. Yeah. Don't take matters into your own hands. The authorities will deal with it in 25 minutes.
Oh, my God. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. So, you know, I'm the first guy to say that the world needs uh, conservatives and liberals. We need poets and, and Navy SEALs. We need men and women. Uh, that's the, the great balance of life. I believe that. On the other hand, when there it comes once to was a Navy SEAL, you could have both. Oh, like a, I see. A poet. Maybe uh, like a, a poet about Navy SEALs, mm-hmm. a poem about Navy SEALs. Yes, it's a good point. Uh, duh, der, uh, uh, what was I saying before your brilliant observation? And <laughs> my train of thought is easily derailed. Oh, you need uh, both. You need so, both. Thank you. Yeah, the yin and the yang. I absolutely believe that about societies. But when it comes to policy that specifically deals with good and bad behavior, progressives are utterly unmoored from reality. That's why we call California Cal Unicornia. And I think Portland needs a new nickname. I'll work on it. That reflects the fact that there is an utter lack of realism and that a lot of the miseries that are being visited upon Portland right now are completely predictable. They, in fact, we predicted them. <laughs> That's proof they're predictable. They were predicted. For instance, this is from the New York Times. And uh, you know what? I, I didn't print the guy's name, the byline. I'll look it up because it's good writing. But he talks about the legalization of hard drugs in Portland. And he says, when Oregon was getting ready to vote on the decriminalization of all drugs in 2020, I was covering the story for Vox. During my interviews with the leaders of the decriminalization campaign, they often cited Portugal. Portugal decriminalized all drugs in 2000. In the years after, Portland's drug, I'm sorry, Portugal's drug-related problems declined. But I found the comparison to be inexact. And long-time or loyal listeners to the show, you're going to hear some stuff you've heard before that is well-known. Even as Portugal ended prison time for drug possession, it created a unique system that pushed people to stop using drugs, sometimes with the continued threat of penalties like the revocation of a person's professional license. Oregon didn't plan to enact similarly tough penalties, and advocates for decriminalization did not have a clear explanation for why their law would work as well as Portugal's. Our conversations left me wondering whether Oregon could repeat Portugal's success if the decriminalization initiative passed. It did pass with almost 60% of the vote, and the results have not been good. Well, that is an understatement. Overdose deaths have spiked. Drug users have overrun public spaces in Portland, as the New York Times reported uh, at length earlier this week. They talk about uh, mass robberies, uh, people pooping in the streets, violence. You can't keep a bike. Uh, needles shattered glass, people passed out, etc., etc. Drug addiction is no Ill- is an illness, but it is different than many other illnesses in a crucial respect. Most people with diabetes or cancer wish they could make their diseases disappear. Addicts have a more complex relationship with their disease. People with addiction often do not want treatment. They frequently think they have a handle on their drug use. That attitude is the, at the root of many people's addiction. Said Keith Humphreys, a drug policy expert at Stanford, you need to answer the question, why would people stop using an incredibly rewarding drug if there are no real consequences at all? That is a good question. Carrot and stick approach. There's no stick in in Oregon. And that reminds me of a story that ought to be known by virtually every urban American, but nobody has heard it. I'll repeat it a final time until I repeat it again. A bunch of European folks from Portugal and, and elsewhere who run that sort of program came to San Francisco and observed what San Francisco was doing. Uh, San Francisco having claimed that we're, we're imitating your system. And they said, and they observed for a while, and then they said, essentially, good God, what are you doing? Have you lost your minds? 
in in our countries, people are still 100% obligated to act like responsible citizens, law-abiding citizens. If they're going to do drugs, fine. We'll give them a safe place. We'll give them counseling. We'll try to get them to stop doing drugs. And if they misbehave, penalties are visited upon them. Your system is completely unrealistic. Have you lost your minds? Having seen that, Portland decided to imitate it. They've lost their freaking minds. It's unbelievable. And as I said, it's so predictable. Well, if you don't live in Portland, you get the advantage of this experiment being run and hopefully... Wherever you live can learn the lesson. If you do live in Portland, it really, really sucks. Portlandia Kid's bike got stolen, your car got broken into, maybe you got smashed in the face, or you worry about it every day, or your business can't operate because people are scared to come in the door, etc., etc. Or the park you used to walk with your sweetheart or your kids, you go play frisbee, whatever, you can't be in that park anymore because there are dangerous junkies who might smash your face with an aluminum bottle, right. for instance. Yeah, but but we need to be compassionate. These people have a disease. Like I said before, it's an utter lack of the ability to perceive reality. It's as if they say, yeah, I know what will happen. Fairies will ride in on unicorns, and they'll help the people. They're just about that unrealistic. <laughs> have you seen the video of the soccer player who got eaten by the crocodile? I have not. Yeah. Good Lord. You wouldn't forget it. Is their favorite sport really fundamental to the story here? Or were they playing soccer at the time? Uh, the country that it happened in, this is a well-known soccer player, I guess. Anyway, oh, I see. Okay. He got yeah. hit by a crocodile, and then the crocodile was swimming around with him in his mouth. It's a rough video. Anyway, there's that story. There's not much more to that story. Wow. Um, how, mm. how about the attack that Ukraine pulled off on the Russian port, including one of their big warships that looks like it's about to sink? Videos keep coming out. It's like really tilted and starting to sink on the front end. So that's cool. I'm all for that. We can mm. check in on that story and what's going on there. Among other things, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, 
fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The name of the game was the name. The Biden family name. Devin Archer said that Hunter Biden used his father to send, quote, the right signals to foreign business operatives. He termed this, quote, the brand. Everyone understands that that's the brand. That's the access. And it wasn't an illusion of access. But Archer says it was an illusion of access. Hunter Biden served on the board of Ukrainian energy firm Burisma. Archer said people would be, quote, intimidated to mess with Burisma because of its associations with the brand. Yeah, the full transcript of Devin Archer's testimony behind closed doors earlier in the week came out yesterday. Kind of got scooped by him going on Tucker Carlson and saying a lot of the same stuff, which we played a lot of it for you yesterday, although this was a slightly new nugget here. Archer said then-Vice President Biden attended dinners with those linked to Hunter Biden's businesses. A 2014 meal at a Tony Washington restaurant with the wife of Moscow's mayor came just after she wired $3.5 million to a Hunter Biden-connected firm. (laughs) All right. So you said $3 million to Hunter, and what, two weeks later? Three weeks later? Whatever you said there. You're sitting down to dinner with Joe Biden. All right. Whatever. The House Oversight Committee blasted at Glenn Kessler in the Post, by the way, the Washington Post. He said, your fact-checking is still wrong, Glenn. Rosemont Seneca Thornton received $3.5 million from Batarina. That's the, the wife of the Moscow mayor. Hunter was chairman of Rosemont Seneca Partners, which was the beneficiary of Rosemont Seneca Thornton. Because uh, in his column, Glenn Kessler claimed that the $3.5 million was unrelated to Hunter. Instead, it was for Archer. Hunter was the half-owner of the company. The 50-50 partnership. Very well, strange. I'll still take the four Pinocchios he gave the president and uh, walk away happy, because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. On yeah, the other well side, a fair amount is being made of this, you know, because p- people who talk about politics need something to talk about. I don't know if this is a big deal or not, but New York Times out with a state poll today from Iowa. So they had the poll earlier in the week that had tugs wagging, Joe, with Donald Trump and a dominant 
position nationally and tied with Joe Biden 43-43, which got people either excited or frightened, depending on what side you're on. Their headline today, though, Trump leads GOP in Iowa, but his hold is less dominant. So they're trying to it's 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 well, it's the you know, you're the announcer for a football game where one team is up 60 to two. This team could come back at any moment. They've done it before, Um, which, you know, I'd say it's more like 28 to six. Okay, that's probably more fair. But in Iowa, Trump is up 44-20 over DeSantis in this latest poll. 24-20, which is a 24-point lead. But it's shrinking rapidly. Well, it's not shrinking. It's not shrinking. It's not? No, it's not. I heard it was. It's not shrinking. No. No. It's just that it's oh, not that's as right. big I heard as that it is it's not as big as right. Yeah, yeah right. so it's yeah. not as big as the national number, but he's still up 24 points in Iowa. Well, when you look from that number to that number, they're shrinking. With two, with, and to look at them shrink as you go from that one to that one. With two already well-known names, I would say. But anyway, I thought this was interesting analysis from Rich Lowry of the National Review. Of all the advantages Trump has in the competition for the 2024 Republican nomination, immediate past president, ability to generate immediate attention, blah, 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 perhaps foremost among them is the fact that the other Republican candidates are afraid. It's hard to think of anyone who has ever won a major party nomination while showing fear, especially of someone else in the field. The successful candidate might be careful around certain issues or constituencies or back off an unpopular position, but being clearly scared by an opponent is something else entirely. Not taking Trump head on means more than simply missing the opportunity to make the case against him. I would agree. I don't I certainly don't remember any situation where everybody was clearly afraid of one of the candidates, but hoping to beat them. Yeah, I might put it a little differently and be a little more charitable. They understand they can't woo Trump voters by attacking Trump, which is so unique. I'm just surprised. I mean, it was your argument earlier in the week that look how many people aren't Trump voters. There's a big enough Mm -hmm. number to overtake him. Why not just say, I don't need the Trump voters. I'm just going to go after Trump if you're Ron DeSantis or whatever and get all the other people. I'm just while pitching my policies, of course. Yeah, I'm just surprised nobody's doing that. Boy, they tried that in 2016. It didn't work. They they seem to be trying it now. It's it is a unique situation historically that the uh, you know we have a system where you either beat the old lion or when the old lion loses he goes away. Now the old lion lost and he's come back for more. And the young lions are like I don't know what to do. <laughs> Some really interesting brand new developments in Ukraine we got coming up. If you miss now, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Video circulating online showing what appears to be a sea drone bearing down on the vessel. The Russian military claiming all attacks were repelled, but the Navy warship clearly seen limping into port, being towed and listing badly. Yeah, well, I no, just... No, we like our warship to lean to side. That's <laughs> intentional. <laughs> it's a new design. I've watched the video. I mean, it's out there. It happened overnight. This big warship in a Russian port got hit with Ukrainian drones hard and is now way tilted and kind of half sunk, and it's being towed by a tugboat back to port. And uh, as you just heard, Russia's claiming uh, that they fended off the attack. Ukraine's not officially taking credit for it, although they are off the record making comments to the New York Times and other outlets. So I'm happy to see that. Uh, Putin's an evil person. The Russians are bad guys. I'm willing to have discussions over how much we should give Ukraine or worried about our stockpiles. All that sort of stuff makes sense to me. But the who's a good guy and who's a bad guy here is, to me, not an, not even a, a conversation to have. By the way, Chris Christie met with President Zelensky yesterday. You haven't heard that because that guy can't get arrested. I'm sure he thought, oh, here's my here's my big this will be in the news. This will be my foreign policy. No, nobody even reported on it. Uh, they guy. report when he's criticizing Trump. Right. And anything else, nobody has any interest in him whatsoever. This is unfortunate. You remember old Alexei Navalny? He's the opposition guy run against Putin a couple of times. Putin's tried to kill him a bunch of different times, threw him in prison. Well, he's just been sentenced to an additional 19 years in prison, which I'm guessing is because he has managed to live through the various other poisonings and starvations that they've done to the poor guy. Not to mention probably other really horrifying things, and he's still alive. So they've sent him to another 19 years in prison. It's not going to do him any good, but if uh, the democracies of the world could could declare saints, could uh, canonize people, the dude would be a saint. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a heck of a situation. I know. Have you watched the documentary Navalny? It's really something. Man, no, what I a, have not. What a brave guy. Holy Ugh. crap. 
for him and his family. I mean, he to his 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 wife was with it, and his kids were 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 on board. But you know, for him and his family, because they're obviously at risk. Also, that's a heck of a thing. Um, wanted to get to this though, dropping support for supporting Ukraine, which I have been saying for a while that I think could really pop up as a an issue in the presidential election at some point. It hasn't, so I thought maybe I'm wrong, but it still could. If, it's very, very early. Yeah. Right. we got plenty of time. Um. So we'll go at well, numbers. Well, and the, the concerns, I think, are getting more acute across time, too, so it'll yeah. absolutely uh, become something. So I don't remember which polling organization this was. It was one of your big respected polling organization the question was do you think the united states should do more to stop russian military actions in ukraine or has it already done enough do you think the united states has already done enough to stop russian military actions in ukraine or should it do more ask those questions so as recently as i guess it's not that recently february of 22 when this whole thing started it was 62 to 38 should do more Versus has done enough. That has fallen to 48 to 51. It's now, a, now it's within the margin of error. But the mm-hmm. numbers are 48, 51 with the 51. We've done enough. And 48, we should do more. On the question, do you think Congress should or should not authorize additional funding to support Ukraine in the war with Russia? It's now 55% should not to 45% should. Should Congress or should not? Congress authorize additional funding to support Ukraine in the war affair with Russia. It's now upside down in my mind, 55, 45. So people like DeSantis, who was trying to keep the door open, I think to go in either direction or Trump doing similar or Ramaswamy, who's hardcore, not, I mean, he's, he's, he's leading with his chin on not, they may, they, that may work for him. Well, eventually, yeah, I've got to admit, while I am rooting hard for Ukraine uh, and, and reject the pro-Russia arguments strenuously, uh, I am really concerned about our depleted stockpile of, of weapons because we're giving away the farm. We don't have the manufacturing capacity to quickly restock. And as always, Europe is, is wussing out. They're not doing their share, not monetarily, not in terms of weapons. And all of that is a product of us letting them coast in NATO for, you know, 25, 30 years, whatever it was, until Trump came along and called them on their bull crap, by the way, worth mentioning, since I'm regularly critical of Donald J. But he was 100% right about NATO. In order to help stop Russian military actions in Ukraine, which of the following do you think the United States should provide? We are still at about two-thirds in assistance and intelligence gathering. We're okay with giving Ukraine that. Military training? Half of America is okay with military training. That ain't much. Um, weapons? 43%. It's now below majority. U.S. military forces actually participating is only at 17%. I wouldn't be for that. Uh, another form of assistance, whatever that would be, 20%, 4% with no opinion. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I uh, I don't know what you mean. What's a Ukraine? Is that one of them big birds? So, anyway, uh, this, could, this could emerge as an issue where you stand on a stage with Joe Biden, who I assume, you know, he has fairly recently said, we're with you till the end, as long mm-hmm. as it takes. 
If he's saying that on the debate stage and a Republican candidate, whether it's DeSantis, Trump or Ramaswamy, are up there saying, no, we've done enough. The Republican might have the winning argument there. And I think it's worth noting that there are a lot of decisions in life <clears throat> that, that to ask yes, no is is way oversimplifying it. You know, uh, do you want to pursue this career? Do you want to remodel this house? Do you want to do whatever? If the answer is it can be done within a year at a cost under $100,000, the answer is yes. If the answer is it'll take 17 years and $5 million, the answer is no. And so is the cost in time, money, uh, arms, etc., going to be this much or that much to help Ukraine? That matters. Um, in reality, of course. But the president of the United States has said whatever it takes for as long as it takes. He said it over and over and over again in speeches to voters at the U.N., at the G. 18 or whatever that is, uh, to everyone. He said any ballot security is Jim Crow on steroids. He says lots of stuff. So we'll see. He these says things get, change. He says, get these squirrels off me. <laughs> hey, a quick Come word on. from our friends at HelloFresh. Judy and I enjoyed some delicious HelloFresh food last night. Uh, terrific. We'll probably do it again tonight. With HelloFresh, you simply choose your recipes, pick your delivery date, and get ready. And they send it right to your door, pre-measured, all the ingredients you need. You just whip it up in your home. So it's fresh-made food, but super easy. I'm seeing more video on ABC. That's a guy or a couple of guys in a bear suit. Absolutely, as a guy in a bear suit. They have no bear meat at HelloFresh. <laughs> HelloFresh is handy for all kinds of different reasons, as, as Joe has pointed out, uh, you know, empty nesters. But, man, if you're doing the whole single parent thing, school's about to start, going to be crazy busy, and you don't have time to go to the grocery store and all that, not to mention the fact that it's 25% cheaper than delivery and even less expensive than grocery shopping, HelloFresh is pretty dang handy. So many options, too. You can find something for the picky eaters, the adventurous ones. You like spicy, you don't like spicy, you want fit. Uh, Try America's number one meal kit today. Get 50% off plus free shipping with the code 50ARMSTRONG at HelloFresh.com slash 50ARMSTRONG. That's 50ARMSTRONG at HelloFresh.com slash 50ARMSTRONG. So I believe that is actually a bear, but that is a weird-looking bear, you got to admit. And the way it stands up and waves to people... That's a sun bear, son. It's the smallest of bears. It's the size of a large dog. Yeah. So, yeah, in the pictures you're seeing of it in the zoo, there's no there's no way to have perspective on it because you don't know how big the rocks are behind it or whatever. Sure. Uh, so you're, you're picturing in your mind a great big bear. But the way it stands up and waves and the yeah. fact that it's it, it cheap bear suit kind of sags off in the back like it doesn't quite just, fit right. Build when it's standing up is very human. Well, it's a, kind of slim, and then the shoulders are broad. And then you've got like an oversized head on it. But that was Henry's it, point. We were at the IHOP last night looking at the videos while we're waiting for our pancakes. All you can eat right now comes with the the meal. But uh, we were looking at the videos and the pictures, and that's what Henry said. Look at his belly. That's clearly a fat guy's belly. It does. Yeah. That is what it looks like. Well, and you picture a bear standing up in the wild. No, no, dude just stands up and looks at you. He's got his arms kind of hanging down at its sides, just looking at you. Yeah, it's not like it reared up on its back feet, then went back down. No, it's just standing there waving to people. <laughs> right. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for visiting, visiting the zoo. Hey, hit the souvenir shop on your way out, kids. Huh? <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, 
Hey, the monkeys are putting on a show this afternoon. Enjoy the monkeys, folks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't feed the zookeepers, huh? That's a little joke. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for coming. We open again tomorrow at 8 a.m. So later on, next hour, next hour, I would like to share with you, those of you who haven't heard it, the David Brooks piece in the New York Times that's getting a hell of a lot of attention. He's speaking for the anti-Trump crowd. Uh, or describing the anti-Trump crowd, of which he's a part, and his headline is, what if we're the bad guys here? And he makes a hell of a case, finally, for why people were so enthusiastic about Donald Trump. And and he, he calls out his brethren in the elite, dudes, it's not that they're racist morons. It's not that at all. Finally, refreshing. Mm. That is interesting. That is interesting. And it... And it so explains how the Republican Party, the populist brand of the Republican Party, has become the party of the working class. It's absolutely clear. He lays it out quite well, and we'll do that next hour. All right. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Maybe they should have used AI to help with the spelling. I mean, I drove by, and I was like, well, something doesn't look right. And then I was like, there's no L. My daughter sent me the picture, and she said that uh, there's a misspelling on Trenton football field. And she sent it to me, and I said, I can't believe they forgot the L. I don't know how someone doesn't catch that. Spell check. Yeah. It's a great idea, right? The big sign at the football field. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Anyway, wow. I tried to tie in, tie in AI because that's what I was going to bring up here, a bunch of different AI stories. I read more about this uh, cooking story, which is kind of just a side note here, the robot chef. Now, the hard part, of course, is having a robot that could move around your kitchen, reach in the fridge, do all that sort of stuff. But in terms of the learning part, they they had robots like watching cooking videos and the cooking channel and stuff like that. And put together all the different nuances of making different dishes and really nailed it. So that could be a thing in the future. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, as uh, enthusiastic as Judy and I are about HelloFresh, use the code 50Armstrong. Um, if all I have to do is get the stuff out of the fridge for my robot chef, yeah, I'm signing up. Where do I get one? So we mentioned this yesterday, didn't get to the story. AI is on a collision course with white-collar, high-paid jobs and with an unknown impact. This latest survey of which jobs are at most risk to artificial intelligence, one of the reasons this is so interesting is in the past, all your big technological breakthroughs have almost entirely affected low-wage, bottom, uh, uh, what do you use, skill jobs. You know, like the cotton gin came along, and so you didn't need people to pull seeds out of cotton. I mean, I mean it affected people who, who work with their backs as opposed to their frontal lobes. Yeah, and a lot of the Industrial Revolution was that. Well, this is going to be the opposite. What jobs are at most risk to AI? Budget analysts, data entry keyers, tax preparers, technical writers, web developers. At the other end, low exposure to AI, barbers, childcare workers, dishwashers, firefighters, pipe layers. And they point out that the most exposed jobs earn $33 per hour on average, where the least exposed jobs are $20 per hour on average. And politically, I think this is where it could get interesting. 
the biggest group of that high exposure job, white or Asian college graduate women. Wow. Are in the most exposed group more than the bottom group. And if those jobs start to get affected, you know the political power that college-educated women wield with their... Oh, oh, no need for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I I don't know how that's going to work out. But again, this this has not happened before where it's your higher-educated, higher-paying jobs that get booted out by a big change in technology. And there is the, 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 one of the most interesting things. I've got a USA Today article. I've got a CNBC article, all looking at the same data, but interviewing different people. Nobody's sure how this is going to happen. Nobody knows if this is going to be, a, as, th- as this person said, a slow-moving force change or a tsunami. We don't really know. Mm, but if it's tsunami-ish, that is going to be pretty damn disruptive. You know, I've got this great article, this great statistic, and I can't find it. Um, darn it, it's around here somewhere. But the, the long and short of it is Republicans dominate among men, single men, married men, and they do very, very well among married women. The one constituency that's heavily Democrat at this point is single women. Which, you know, if you single white college educated women, that's even more uh, just a brutal stronghold right now. The Democratic Party, if this stuff come down, comes down the line and disrupts all those lives, I wonder, you know, what the effect will be. Hard to predict, but it'll be something. Yeah, it'll be something. Can I quote you on that when it finally hits? As Joe well, Biden once said, be, it won't be nothing. This will be something. Yeah, uh, again, this is an unprecedented thing for the world. Jobs that required education and skill are the most easily replaced as opposed to dishwashers. And, you know, people making whatever you make watching kids, which is quite a bit of money, actually. But I don't know. I don't know what politically that's going to do. Is there going to be a movement toward trying to restrict AI? Well, that'll never work. No, not really. But that's a great setup for the uh, David Brooks piece, What If We're the Bad Guys Here, which we'll share with you next hour. Oh, speaking of uh, 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 artificial intelligence, I thought this was crazy. From the Wall Street Journal, uh, just jumping into the article, AI tools have generated fear. They'll improve and threaten humanity, blah, blah, blah. But new research released this week reveals a fundamental challenge of developing artificial intelligence. Chat GPT has become worse at performing certain basic math operations. I can't even begin to imagine why that would be. The researchers at Stanford and University of California, Berserkly, say the deterioration is an example of a phenomenon known to AI developers as drift, where attempts to improve one part of the enormously complex AI models make other parts of the model perform worse. This story just makes me realize how little I understand about the way artificial intelligence works, because it just seems like this would be a, you know, it uses the calculator ability of computers to always get math right. I know. That's why this is all so astounding. On the surface, ChatGPT can be amazing, funny, conversant in any topic, impeccably grammatical. Some people who've given ChatGPT standardized tests has done great, but other times the chatbot will flub even basic mathematics. Um, uh, thus, the, they've tested two versions of ChatGPT. The results aren't entirely promising. They gave the chatbot a basic task. Identify whether a particular number is a prime number. 
This is the sort of math problem that is complicated for people, but simple for computers. One, three, five, seven, eleven, thirteen. Very good. Is seventeen thousand and seventy-seven prime? How about seventeen thousand nine hundred and forty-seven? I don't know. Unless you're a savant, you can't work this out in your head. But it's easy for computers to evaluate. Uh, to track performance, the researchers fed ChatGPT a thousand different numbers. In March, they were right eighty-four percent of the time, which is not very good for a computer, by the way. Eighty-four percent of the time in March. By June, it had dropped to fifty-one percent of the time. Little better than a coin flip. Wow. Across eight different tax, tasks, GPT-4 became worse at six of them. Weird. Wow. If you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.